Okay. Shut the fuck up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the greatest podcast on earth about nonsense. I am Chris Cash from Mount Phillip Metalworks, joined by my co-host, Roy, the psychopath mountain climbing Scott. This is the Axe and Iron Podcast. It has been a minute, ladies and gentlemen, but we are back. We got a whirlwind of shit to get into. Let's yeah, pop let's right it. into it. You went you went on a, a excursion, an expedition, a mountain climbing fishing adventure, if you will. Yeah, it was freaking amazing. You went to Montana out in the blah, blah, blah wilderness area. I can't remember the exact yep. name of it. It we, doesn't matter. We, we almost sent out a, um, a search party to come look for you. So listen, a couple of people were actually concerned because as I was driving out there to meet my friend to go with me who lives in Seattle, uh, I was in like Wyoming area or whatever, and he called me and said, yo, I can't make it. So instead of bailing on the trip, I decided to do it myself, and it gave me an extra day. But what really happened was because I was going on my own, I hadn't really given out my route to a bunch of people. Um, so there were a few people that were concerned, and they didn't know that I was going in a day early. So um, you're not wrong whenever you're, like, saying that kind of shit. A few people were concerned. Yeah, so the bottom line is you went and hiked out in the wilderness for 12 days by yourself with 13. no gun. 13 days with no 13 gun. 13 days with no gun and uh, uh-huh. very minimal, what, seven days of food or something like that? You said you only ate like 1,000 calories no, a day or 1,200 calories a day? I, 12 to 1,500 is all I could eat. And yeah. I, I had a whole bunch of freaking snacks and stuff, and about halfway through my route, uh, there's a ranger station back there, and yeah. I took them a gallon and a half bag full of freaking little snackety doos, you know, like fucking Cliff Bar. I, I thought that was. I thought you were gonna say poop <laughs> 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 because it's a leave no trace. So you no. poop in a bag and you take it back to the ranger station. Here's all my shit. <laughs> Literally, for uh, uh, luckily this area is not a leave no trace. So right. I think you might be confusing pack in pack out with leave no trace because yeah i'm just joking i'm joking i know you're you're very primitive (laughs) i'm a caveman a literal caveman Uh, but you know so listen i just want to hit on a few points this isn't going to be a whole fucking episode about this bullshit yeah um you know and this doesn't matter if you're hiking or biking or like doing anything like it could be any activity right and and i know that you've said like okay this is a good example if you're forging something out and you make a mistake and you're like well i think i can fix it it's too late to turn back that is wrong it's always okay to turn back yeah i made i made a mistake on day number one because you know you're in a fucking hurry just got like in my mind i gotta get up and over the mountain up and over yeah let's get the trip started let's get into it yeah and i had been on this route before 10 years earlier right and there was wow, no, it's been 10 years since you've been to this particular place well this particular trail right right right. Um, 10 years ago i've been Sheesh. so i there was a there's a spur trail that goes off to the left that goes uh-huh. to a fucking lookout okay right you don't want to go to a lookout because the lookout's the fucking tallest place on the freaking like in the area because that's where yeah. the fire lookout is right 10 year 10 years ago that fucking trail was closed okay uh-huh. So I'm hiking up this trail and then bam, there's a trail on my left. And I was like, this is the trail. Here I go. I'm going, this is the fucking final push up and over. Right. Oh no. Oh fucking no. I start walking maybe a quarter mile and it, here comes, hits. here comes the Seinfeld moments. <laughs> yeah. It hits me like, this is the fucking lookout trail. And if whenever you're climbing a mountain, I'm not talking about mountaineering because that's different. But whenever you're backpacking, you're going over a fucking pass. Yeah. I'm not even exaggerating. If you if you look around the trail and it goes up at all, you're fucking devastated. Right. 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 It's just so fucking hard physically yeah. and emotionally. Very, very hard. Right. Right. And I had already climbed like a it's a, a literal uphill battle. Yeah. Yeah. From the car, like the first step out of the car is uphill. 
Right. So I had already walked about a quarter mile going uphill, a couple switchbacks, and I just fucking stopped. And I and I was on the trail. I'm not saying that I was crying, but yeah, like, you were emotional it, as hell. I, I was a fucking wreck. And I, you're a fuck, wreck already. And with that added stress on you, you probably. So were I was I, city. I was mad. Yeah. Because my friend wasn't there and I was blaming right. everything on him. Like, right. this, this wouldn't have happened. I would have had someone to second guess, you know, like verify, like something, you know. So yeah. I'm I'm just mad. And then I just have this fucking breakdown. And then it fucking hits me over and over and over. You can't turn back. You, like, right. it's too late. I've already I, there's no way that I can walk down a quarter of a mile and then walk back up another quarter mile. Around yeah. The right trail. I should have done that. I should have fucking done that because it took me hours to go the final fucking push. And Dang. whenever I got whenever I got to the final the top of that fucking ridge and there was a goddamn lookout up there, I mean the views were beautiful, but I was so fucking mad and yeah. so concerned. And then I looked down into the wilderness that I'm getting ready to go into. Uh-huh. And there's no fucking trail on the backside. There's Dang. Not a fucking trail. And then, like, it, it, the fucking wind is blowing. It's about two or three o'clock, and everything operates by the sun. Yeah. Sun fucking goes behind the ridge at seven, starts getting dark at eight. By nine o'clock, it is fucking lights out, pitch black. Right. So I know I've got a few hours, and there's no fucking trail. And I look down this goddamn mountain, and I, way down fucking below, there's this backpacker down there. And he's just kind of milling around. And I go, well, fuck it. I just got to walk off this fucking hill. And it's it's teeny tiny little like pebble gravel. Okay, yeah. down the hill. Slippery shit. Slippery as yeah. fuck. There were times where I was walking backwards because I was afraid I was going to fucking slip and just start tumbling down the fucking yeah. ridge. Yeah. And then I'm like sidestepping down. And I get off that fucking hill in a hurry. I mean, it took me hours to get up it. It took right. me like... 20 minutes 30 minutes tops to get down i mean i was wow. i was it was like a fucking slip and slide marble fucking okay marble so you're, ride. you're hauling ass down to this hiker is that where you're going yeah okay and and? and and i get down there and he goes is there a trail up there and i go the fucking map shows a trail there's no goddamn trail for he's like i didn't think so whenever i looked up there i thought there's there's no fucking way someone's gonna come down that that's a mountain goat trail <laughs> And here you are. And he goes, and then I saw you. Roy so I had the mountain goat Scott. He goes, I had to watch the show. And I go, whatever you do, don't fucking go up that. He's like, I, there's, I can't go up it. Like yeah. you could go down it, but there's no yeah. way you could go up it. It's just too slippery. There's right, just, right. And there is no water whatsoever from there to the car. Hours away. Fucking hours away. I made it down. All is well. And it's one of those things where. And I said it the first time that I went back. Like yeah. Once once you go over that fucking pass and you commit, yeah. Yeah. Then it then it's well, how the fuck am I getting out of here? Right. You you've got you got twelve to thirteen days to think about. Oh fuck, am I physically going to be able to get out of this goddamn place? Yeah. Because you have to go over another mountain pass to get out. So you That's have crazy. all week just to sit there and stew and think about it and fucking go just prepare mentally prepare and it's, it's exhausting. Kinda- it's kind of part of the experience, though. It's part of what you were looking for. I mean, obviously, you don't want anything catastrophic, crazy problems to happen. But right. you know that doing something like this isn't going to be 100% flawless. You're not walking into this like, I'm yeah. just going to walk in and turn around and walk right back out. No, no you go there. You kind of, I mean, you go like into shit's this gonna trip, sideways. Yeah, you go into this trip knowing that mentally it's going to test you. Physically, obviously, it's going to test you. And look at yeah. you. you. Threw you up on the other side, and you're uglier than ever. That's true. Yep. Um, oh, are you gonna get? Is. Are you gonna get a mountain range tattooed on your face now? Since <laughs> that's the only space you have left. Do you like? Got, do you like yeah, the post Malone below your right yeah. eye? Just get a mountain range of Shut what was up. it called? The Bob Marshall wilderness. Bob Marshall. Yeah. Damn! I nailed that. Look at look at you. Yeah. So um, look, the final so point. So the reason on this. I know that is because uh-huh. you went and visited our friend Will Stelter while you were I in Montana. Did. So me and Will had a conversation on the phone that we were going to contact a ranger station if we didn't hear anything by Friday. 
Yep. So then we called your number and you have an emergency contact number. Mm-hmm. Your emergency contact number was bullshit. So if anything <laughs> was to happen to you, nobody could have done anything anyway because Sorry. everybody was calling your emergency contact and there was no pickup at all. <laughs> and I was literally furious with you. And Amy's like, did you did you get a hold of Roy? I'm like, no, his emergency contact number goes to nothing. Literally nothing. It says leave a voicemail. You leave a voicemail. What is that going to do? Is that going to get you out of a grizzly bear's gut? I don't think so. (laughs) So Will and I talked on the phone. He's like, if I don't hear anything by Friday, I'm contacting the ranger station. Tell him him the route he took and stuff. So Will was the first person to call me whenever I got out. So I got out. Well, I tried to call you, but it kept going to your stupid emergency contact. I got the, your wife the, telling me that Roy will be unavailable until yada, yada, yada. If you yeah. need emergency, blah, 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 call this number. Called this number. I'm like, this is the biggest horse shit ever. <laughs> it was supposed to be her mom. I, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she Either said the way. wrong number. It doesn't matter. Yep. Doesn't but, matter. You're back out. So last point on this. Yeah. Um, I, I, several people have asked me, you know. Yeah. Was it because you're out there all by yourself? Did you have this moment of enlightenment? Did you have Listen. like, like all this bullshit, right? Yeah. And the answer is no. There's really? too there's too much stuff to do. If to worry about it, being enlightened. Is that your dog fucking around with a toy or something? What the I fuck mean, is- she's she, don't just yeah. <laughs> it's not squeaking. She's eating a log right now. You know the right. fake toy logs. Okay. Go ahead. So the, it, it, whenever you're by yourself, every everything depends on something else. So if you want to do this, you have to do that. And, you know, you got to operate by the sun. So if I eat dinner, I got to fucking do this and then I got to hang my food. And then like if you do anything, food is a problem because food attracts right. bears. It's not people that attract bears. It's the fucking food. And yeah, like yeah. dirty camps where they just leave food scraps. So of course, I'm by yourself, I was just very cognizant about, I know you don't know what that word means, but just very, um, something having to do with hearing. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> echolocation, something like that. God, you're dumb. Um, you just have to be super fucking hyper vigilant about keeping a clean camp. So there's all these little things that you have to fucking do and your mind never stops. So to have like, Oh, I'm just going to lay around in a fucking hammock and contemplate the fucking, you know, world events in my place in society. No, none of that happens. If there's ever a fucking down moment, you're looking at the map, you're planning the next day, you're fucking thinking about, you know, the route you're thinking about fucking. Especially you, because you're super wound tight and there's no shot that you're going to lean up against a tree, take a deep breath. Smell the dirt and let it no. fall through your fingers, and then have this coming of age moment. No, you're it's probably never yeah. You're worried about am I gonna get uh, the dysentery? Am I gonna shit myself? <laughs> Is a bear coming out of the weeds to get me? Um, but yeah. whenever you get out, whenever I got out, you're talking this... about when you get back to your car. Yeah, whenever you yes. get back to the car. Yes. As a man. In your 40s. Yes. And I, I would I would think that a lot of people kind of would think similarly. It doesn't have to be a big fucking backpacking trip, but yeah. accomplishing something. Of course. As a man, I just sat there and said, still got it. Still got <laughs> it, baby. <laughs> still got it. I'm not a bitch. I still got it. And that's, that's, that's important. It's yeah. important. I mean, that's more or less why you do this. You, you do this to try and test yourself. It's not to, well that and a catch badass fish, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you told me you caught like the biggest fish you ever caught in your life. Which you have zero pictures of because you're the only person and yada, yada, yada. And you yeah. can barely fit your hands around its head to let it go and put it back yeah. in the water. Yeah. Okay. It was anyway, the best, best fish ever. I'm glad you made it out. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was quite the experience and the whole time. I was saying, I'm never fucking doing this again. I'm never. And then it was like, well, I'm never doing this by myself again. And then whenever I got out in a few days, now it's a few weeks, maybe a month yeah. or something. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'm fucking, I'm starting to already plan for it. Next I think week. it has been. Cause when did you go in? It was the last week of August. Yeah. So it's literally been a month cause we're getting ready to yeah. go in the first week of October. So yeah. 
a lot's happened since then. Um, along yeah. with uh, Roy telling his fish stories and falling down a goat trail. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> I got tons of other of other shit, but tell me about fucking you and Steve. Yeah, so Steve uh, got here from England. Stella, go on. Go lay down. Steve got here from England, and we basically uh, hit the ground running. He's here to just kind of relax and have fun and change a pace and all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, he's been a extremely great person to have around. We got uh, a phone call as my life is just completely crazy all the time for a one-man band is uh, we got a phone call from a listener of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, uh, Justin Morell from Morell Metalsmiths, whose sweatshirt I wear all the time. Uh, I had mentioned that I wanted one of those Chambersburg power hammers. He knew a guy mm-hmm. an hour from me that was closing his shop down. And Steve and I, the second week Steve was here, pretty much the very beginning of the second week, uh, we hauled a uh, shop for six days. Um, Good grief. Yeah, out of Alexandria, Virginia, right, uh, literally one mile from uh, Washington, D.C. Guy had been in business since uh, 70-something and was closing a shop. And, you know, all the stuff that comes with it. What uh, was he making? Architectural stuff, railings and, uh, you know, balcony trellises, cemetery gates. He was doing basically a lot of ironwork in actually in D.C. and Virginia. So, um, hang on. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know anything yeah. about that. Do, do people? I know that I know Matt Harris still does that sort of stuff, but oh, yeah. it's very, it's very niche, right? Yeah. So yeah. Today, would it, would a cemetery contact a blacksmith to make railing, or are they just going to buy some other stuff from um, elsewhere? De- honestly, I think it depends on the, um, it depends on the cemetery, like who's running it, who it's owned by, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff in DC is government owned. And mm-hmm. uh, they want stuff to be nice because it's a huge tourist attraction. Not not necessarily the cemetery, but just DC right. in general. Sure. Um, they made 200 panels, uh, 200 pieces of fence for this cemetery in DC. And I actually got a piece of it. And each panel weighed 500 and something pounds. Made oh out of goodness. Two- two inch solid square bar the entire panel with you know like the spiky pickets pickets on top um Mm -hmm. but anyway they just built it solid to last you know uh so i got a piece of that so i got a lot of his old iron work i got uh the fence and the gate that surrounded the actual shop i got uh because uh capitalism at its best amazon Mm -hmm. bought this entire industrial park and they're putting up an amazon warehouse so oh my goodness they are literally bulldozing everything down and just flattening it. So every, it was all on a time frame, and I had everything's got to go. Everything's got to go, or it goes in the roll off and goes to dumpsters. Oh so, my goodness! Yeah, so um, we just literally busted our ass to get everything every day. We were driving up the highway. It was an hour one way, hour back, but it was like it's the the only highway that goes into dc so it was like literal traffic every single day sitting in traffic for two two and a half hours on the way back because by the time we loaded the truck got everything tied down got back on the highway it was rush hour everybody's going to dc but yeah so we did that for a couple days um and it was a pain in the ass to get somebody to take a big rig down there at the time that i needed it to be taken out because our county fair was going on and oh just nobody works nobody works when the county fair is in town so uh found a tractor trailer guy who i'm actually going to be using all of the time now um he was fantastic as i told the driver it's this young kid he's probably he couldn't have been 28 29 years old and that kid Mm -hmm. was a hustler got his cdls um and helped us unload, helped us load, wasn't a problem at all. And I thought he was going to do it in two days. And he brought one load back. And then I said, well, tomorrow when you go down, I said, tomorrow, he says, I'm going back down right now. And I'm like, Dang. oh, shit. Yeah, he was a hustler. So I guess when they're by the hour, uh, you uh-huh. know, they want to squeeze as much in as they can because, you know, 175 bucks an hour is what they charge. Yeah. So um, anyway, he went back down, got everything. And I went and talked to the owner the very next day after everything got unloaded and um 
yeah, I told him what a great job that guy did, and he's got a valuable asset in the employee. And he told me, he says, the guy's name was Brandon. He says, I wish I had six Brandons on my crew. He oh, goes, I bet. He goes, that kid came here six years ago and didn't know anything, and now he's got his CDLs, and he's my best tractor-trailer driver I've ever had. And I was like, dang, that gave me a yeah. little bit of hope seeing this young guy pull up, you know, driving the tractor trailer. I'm like, damn, kids are some 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 kids are still getting after it, man. Some kids are. Yeah. 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 So anyway, yeah. Shout out to uh, Justin Morell from Morell Metal Smiths. Thanks for the phone call. Lee Morell uh, is his father who actually called me and told me that Justin listened to the podcast and knew that I wanted Chambersburg. So we got a 750 pound Chambersburg here that weighs. 28,000 pounds combined. Uh, Good grease is like 10,000 pounds. Um, so yeah, it was super fun getting that on the ground here. I was a nervous wreck up until the point that that thing landed in my driveway. Oh, I um, imagine. But yeah, I wanted to puke the entire time just trying to figure <laughs> out like, man, this thing's right here. It doesn't look like it's ever been turned on. It's readily available. It's easy. The price is right. It's like load on the truck. And that's the first time that's ever happened. Usually it's like, I find this hammer. It's super expensive, but it's a piece of shit. Or it's really cheap, but it's impossible to get. Right, you know? right. And this one was like, perfect, man. One hour from my house. Load. The guys had a crane down there. They lifted it in the air. The tractor trailer backed underneath of it. Boom. Brought it down. Yeah, man, it was sweet. So that's been crazy. And then just sorting through all that. And now I have like this explosion of tools that I got to figure out what the hell I'm doing with. Some of the stuff's really big, but um, overall we're having fun. We're still going back on the vice game. Cause there's a ton of people that still want leg vices um, sure. orders that I've been trying to fulfill since uh, pretty much the beginning of September. A couple people uh, got to the end where their builds getting ready to be done and they backed out. So mm. you all can, yep. Pound sand. Um, but yeah, that kind of sucks when that shit happens. That's called fucking off. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, we've been rocking and rolling. We've been having a blast. Steve's like, I'm not used to this whole like working for a couple hours, relaxing for a couple hours, working for a couple hours, relaxing for a couple hours. I, I thought hours. all those schleps in the UK just fucking sipped tea and relaxed all day. No, no. He's like, this is weird. We're like eating dinner at six o'clock. He's like, usually I don't eat dinner till like nine or ten. I'm like. Uh, fuck that i'm not eating dinner at nine or yeah seven. really <laughs> i was like i want to be showered and done by like no. seven you know unless i got a deadline <laughs> or got a hit or something but uh, yeah speaking of which now we're just uh there's a bunch of other things that happen in between there you know we've just been having fun though just getting literally it comes down to okay tomorrow we're not doing anything we're gonna chill because we've literally been working like the first day he got here we went out mm -hmm. on the boat we went swimming we went fishing he's like I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be sweet. And then like every all this stuff just started piling up and piling up. It's like, oh hey, I got this. Hey, I got this. Hey, you and you want can't this? and you can't say no. I can't say no. So yeah. every day it's been like we're in the truck, dude. For the last three days, today's what Friday. Mm -hmm. We were since Tuesday. We have not got. We just today was the only day we haven't been in the truck. Tuesday we were eleven yeah. and a half hours in the truck. Wednesday, we were six and a half hours on the truck. Yesterday, we were five and a half hours on the truck. So I'm like, done driving. I told him, I said, tomorrow, I said, or today, I said, we are doing nothing but working at the shop. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not running any errands. We are staying at the shop and just working. Because everything I had to do was uh, delivery of tools and had to go to right. New York City for a day, which sucks so bad. Literally... 46 minutes to go four miles when you oh, get in God. the city. Yeah. Ridiculous. I hate that city so much. Um, but anyway, met a, met a great guy, a sculptor there in, in uh, Manhattan. Super cool guy who's been bugging me for uh, – he, he told me it's been years, but I thought it was only a year. And then <laughs> I realized that it has been years. That and that's was, what happens when you turn 40. Yeah. Well, I'm not 40 yet. But he uh, – I, I think you will be in like a week. Uh, and so I got to meet him. That was cool as hell. And then, uh, but yeah, and an old friend of mine bought a lathe from me, delivered it to his place. And then yesterday went up to see my buddy Pat Quinn again at CMA at Center for Metal Arts. They were doing a class, um, a sculpture class with uh, Jake James and um, picked up an I-beam from him because in this load of tools, I got a 4,000 pound jib crane. Mm. That will be able to swing. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it's 14 foot long, two, uh, two ton. 
um, which is pretty incredible because jib cranes usually cap out at like a thousand pounds. They don't go like uh-huh. over that simply because you have all this mass hanging off this big yeah. I beam. But yeah, so I got the sweet um, four thousand pound jib crane from the the load of tools, and Pat was kind enough to give me an I beam that'll work in conjunction with this jib crane as the tower that the jib crane is going to go on. Have you thought about a huge gantry thing system? Gantry cane? so. Yes, I've had a gantry before. I had one here, and it came down to, like, well, why do I need a gantry if I have a forklift? If I can drive in the shop and just move everything around anyway, like a gantry crane, I don't really need it. But well, it'd be, it would be nice if you could, like, back your truck up, by, like, into the shop and just fucking... I, just, I mean, I just do that with the forklift anyway. I, I thought about that. But anyway, Wally ended up buying my gantry crane from me. Um, he's got it over at his shop now, but any, anyhow, the jib crane will be great because the, the place that I'm going to position the hammer, which is going to be long ways down the road. Um, it's just all part of the dream trying to make this outside pavilion shop the way I want it to put the mm-hmm. tools in there that I wanted to, um, Matt Stagmer was a big part of everything that just happened to Matt Stagmer, Matt Stagmer. uh, but yeah, he helped out a lot. Steve's been incredible. Uh, Tetsu's still here working away on the we got one more bulgarian hammer um that he's working away on but yeah it's been fun man it's been crazy it's been ridiculous literally today was our first like actual day of not traveling and just working at the shop and we are just like we got this tail end of this hurricane coming up the coast right now we're supposed Mm -hmm. to get like four inches of rain tomorrow but uh we're cranking away trying to get shit ready for because we leave on wednesday to go up to new york for maker camp Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm going to bring a trailer full of tools up there as well. And I'm yeah. also, uh, right on the verge of possibly taking one of my workstations up that I'm um, working on right Ooh. now as we speak. And I may raffle it up there. Um, that'd be fun. Yeah. So I talked to Austin about it, uh, yesterday and he's getting to the crunch time as well because he called me five times and okay. <laughs> yeah, so we're just trying to straighten everything out with all the demonstrators and make sure everything's good to go. Why don't you go. put it in for the maker swap? <laughs> I will not be doing that. That's another thing. We were going to try and get stuff ready for maker swap, but I don't think – I don't even know if we're going to have time. There's just a ton of stuff that uh, needs to happen, yeah. plus this storm coming up tomorrow and Sunday. Um, that'll only leave us Monday and Tuesday, but we'll see. We don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll be able to squeeze some stuff out. Um, all right. I got, all... A, I got a question for you. Yeah. A legit question. Okay. So all this traveling, all this uh-huh. fucking shop time, uh-huh. does Steve House hate you yet? I don't think so. I mean, he can't hate me because I'll kick <laughs> him out. Uh, yeah. So my wife made a uh, baked ziti one night, and he was like, what the Ooh. hell's ba-? He said, what the hell's baked ziti? I said, pack your shit. Just and fucking get eat fuck it. Out. I said, pack your shit and get the fuck out. I said, what is baked ziti? How do you know? He goes, oh, that's just spaghetti. I was like, this is not spaghetti. And he's like, oh, oh, you're right. You're right. It's not spaghetti. It's lasagna. And I'm like, get out. Get out. But um, no, it's been good. Amy, Amy really enjoys cooking. So she's got another person that she can cook different things for because, you know, I'm a picky pain in the ass. And, uh, and Steve I think- likes to cook. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't done a single, I think he microwaved something one time, um, but he's been extremely spoiled because he's got a woman here cooking all of his meals every single night. And tonight, lazy fucker. Uh, they're cooking uh, steak and shrimp together, so Ooh. I don't eat steak, but I'll tear the shrimp up. A little surf and turf. A little surf and turf action, uh, but no, it's been good, man. He's He adjusted well. He, he's, he can't believe, I think he's still a little bit in shock of how I live. He's like, man, you just wake up every morning like... Go get your coffee, chill with the dog on the porch, then go to work and then chill a little bit. And then so people stop by and I have to stop yeah. and talk to all those people. And then we just go back to work. And he's like, this is kind of weird. But So for the listeners out there hearing that validation, this whole fucking thing is not a joke. This this is what we do. Yeah. This is what we fucking do. This is the yeah, life so- that both you and I live. I think it's a, it was a little bit of shock to him coming from the production shop that he was in nine to yeah. five, whatever, nine to whatever they had to work till nine. To nine. They, yeah. Apparently they worked late some days. I'm like, dude, that ain't happening here. I'm like, I'll, I'll bust ass and get shit done when it needs to be done. But there's going to yeah. be a lot of like, uh, I'm not, I'm not working for the man anymore. I'm, I'm going to take my time and do things right and figure things out and 
yeah, it's all a process, man. The, the whole everything I do is just like a process. I'm still trying to figure it out every day. And he's getting to see the mm-hmm. trials and the tribulations of like, oh, you know, you got a paycheck coming in, and then somebody says, oh, you know what? Actually, I don't want that anymore. It's like, oh shit, no. mm-hmm. that's cool because now I got to figure out another alternative way to yeah. pay my mortgage. <laughs> that that fucking happened to me last week. Yeah, I had talked annoying. to this. I had talked to. Yeah, before I went to Montana, I said, whenever I get back, fucking hit me up. And it's and it's this like uh it's a commemorative piece of fire action. Yeah. He wanted like, you know, tits McGee on everything. And right, it's gonna be like right. a $1,500 bill. And I text my wife, hey, I got a fifteen hundred dollar order, bickety bam, fucking I'm gonna start on it. And I had to do this, that, and the other. A, a day and a half later, he just sends me a text. Put the brakes on the project. Yeah. Are you fuck are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And Another he has one. a he has a yeah. Another one that sucks is when they go on for months bugging you, bugging you about it. And then when the time comes, hey, you're up next. Your stuff's ready. I already got it. Well, well, hang on. on. I'm not in a hurry. Yeah, I got the freight freight companies contacted. They just need your number for drop-off. I dropped this off on Friday at freight so it can go on the tractor trailer and come to your place. Oh, I'm going to have to pass. Excuse me? <laughs> you just gave me the runaround for like six months about one yeah. of this thing. And I get it. And then you want to say, nah, I'm good. Like, ah. You know, I've been putting a lot of people on ignore lately. Yeah. One, yeah, because what's happening is uh, I'll put something up that's available for their shops. You know, that people have been asking me like, oh, man, I really want a cone anvil. Why do you mm-hmm. want a cone anvil? I don't know. I just want one. Okay. Mm. Next time I get one, just check. keep an eye on Instagram. Everybody gets a fair shot. Nobody gets a behind-the-scenes shot. Everybody gets a fair yep. shot on there. 27,000, 27 people messaging me in my DMs. What size is What's the, the weight on it? What's the condition? Can I get more pictures? No. No. Go away. Here's the price. <laughs> the pictures are there. Yeah. And you know who gets that? You know who gets it? The guy that messages me, I'll take it. That's yeah. what happens. The, the the man or woman that says, I will take it. And guess yeah. what? Somebody did that. I will take it. No no done. questions. Never done. talked to the person ever in my life. Bam, done. Yeah. Stop with the stop with the 50 questions. Yeah. Well, what's, yeah. it, what's it look like? You know, it's like it's not a I'm not, it's not rocket science. It's like, you know, I'm not gonna sell junk for one. I don't sell any junk. I refuse to sell junk anymore. That does not happen. Back when I first started, I used to hustle some stuff that was like a little bit on the questionable side. Not as far as running and stuff like that, but it would just be like not in the best condition. Yeah, I've sure. I've learned over time. Right. The shit that's not in the best condition, don't even fuck with it. Leave it there. Even if somebody says, well, will mm-hmm. you give me five bucks for it to take it? No, nope, no thank you. Because what happens is it just, just sits around. Yeah, you know what I mean? of course. Because yeah. Stuff's, I don't want to mess with stuff that's subpar. I want to sell good stuff. I don't um, – I just – I'm not getting on a rant here, but I don't think customers or followers that are interested in, in my stuff or yours, I don't think they truly understand how much of a time suck that is because it's not just them that are asking questions. And it's also out of, it's also, uh, it's coming from a place of laziness in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it really it, is. Or they just want a conversation to be a part of what you're doing. Yeah, that's, that's a fair lot too. of the, a lot of the that, shit that yeah. I get is just like, ba 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 ba. what size is it? How much does it weigh? Where'd you get it? Do you know the history? It's like, yeah. So the history, the age, uh, yeah. where, yeah, and where did you get like, did, none of those things really matter. Yeah. If you, if you want the widget that I'm selling, you yeah. want it or you don't. Yeah. And it, it doesn't fucking matter. And it's not either, being a, you, either you think it's cool or it's yeah. not cool. And that's yeah. fine. That's it. Just, if they, you don't, if you don't want to just fucking, being like a egotistical prick about it. It's just like, I'm not being egotistical about the shit I have. I'm just saying, right. The shit I have is good. If you yep. want it, great. If not, don't bother me. <laughs> if you yep. ultimately know that you do not have the money to buy it, don't message me and say, I don't have the money to buy it, but I would love to know the price. Because that <laughs> happens every week, and it drives me fucking bonkers. Why would you waste my time? That You know what that is? That's your shopping at the wrong store. Yeah, yeah. That's going to a Lexus dealership when you have <laughs> – Honda Civic money, and you're asking <laughs> how much it, the 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 Lexus SUV is when you know damn well 
you only have Honda Civic money in your pocket. Yeah. That Civic you know? cash ain't going to get it. Right. So stop with the nonsense. And I'm it, not being a dick, but I'm just saying I get a well, ton of messages and I don't want to have a conversation with you about how much is something. I'm not I don't have the money, but I'd love to know how much it is or how much do I need to save up? Yeah. And and again, it's not one person. If one person did it, OK, that's fine. But it's it's, you know, compounded. And it's yes. a fucking a time yes. sucks. A time suck. Yep. That's all it is. A lot of people are just noisemakers. They want to make noise. They want to say, oh, well, he's selling this for this much money. Mm-hmm. This is how yeah. much I should be able to get. No. Uh-uh. It don't work that way. It don't I've work just, that way. I, whenever people inquire about something, yeah. I did, I did, I screenshotted um, my price list. Yeah. And I. And if they ask me a bunch of questions, I just fucking just hit, send them that. Yeah. Send a send a price list. Every yeah. every question on there is answered. Yeah. If you just look at it properly and actually read it, yeah. every question you have will be answered right there. Except for how old is it or where did it come yeah, from yeah, yeah. or how long have you had it, which is yeah. irrelevant to the fucking product. Exactly. It, it my, ultimately is. My price list turned into the block button. I don't send the <laughs> price to send. I just hit them with the block button. If you're bothering me about this nonsense and then, and then I'll go in their history and they've asked me the same thing several times on other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this one definitely needs to get a block. He doesn't need to see what I'm doing anymore. He's just a noisemaker. He just wants to tell his buddies or, you know, a hate follower or whatever. Anyhow, enough of that nonsense. Yeah, but things good. are going great. We're having a fucking blast. That's good. Fucking, I am so, I, I wasn't excited. I was like, kind of excited about maker camp coming up you know get to hang out with everybody and shit now i'm getting Mm -hmm. fucking jacked i am amped and it's crazy to see all of these people that didn't think it was shit when we first Mm -hmm. did it coming out of the woodwork now yeah 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 yeah. you know it's like i I remember exactly what i was doing and where i was whenever the first one happened and yeah i i just felt like a big dipshit for not going yeah and you are a dipshit for not going well it's fair now everybody's coming out of the woodwork like, oh, maker camp, this big bitch. We're the OGs of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> nobody see, nobody saw behind the curtain, but uh, yeah, no, we're gonna make it happen again. Uh, me and Austin were I'm not excited the other day. Yet. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm jacked yet. up. You know what's what's getting me like amped up about it is seeing what? everybody's posts. Everybody's going nuts for it. They can't yeah. wait. They're doing these little events within the event. I don't even know what half of the shit is. I'm going to be honest. I see people do it. I know what the maker swap thing is. That's about it. But I see all these other things going on. And uh, Mark Adams got Jeff Fader to do like a fireside chat thing that he's going to do with some like what? Leah Arapach and Prince, Joshua Prince and uh, Keith Decent. And there's some other ones there. Um, but yeah, there's all kinds of little cool things going on within the maker's camp. That's good. Maker camp. That's going to be sick and uh i just love the people so, man i can't wait to hang dude, out with everybody dude listen straight up joshua prince is such a nice guy yeah i like he, that guy so much his work is just crazy good off the charts yep. and just such a fucking incredibly nice humble man and He's an artist the, man. the world the world needs more more joshua like princes yo and blood like probably less of you and me yes exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah He's so, so nice my wife will be there with me for the first time she's pumped oh, up yeah yeah we're gonna have a blast i think matt's wife's coming with him so it's gonna be a lot of fun man we're jazzed up uh steve I, thought he was taking sleeping in a tent mm-hmm. uh, what's going on there? so it's so-and-so is going to bring him a tent. And I'm like, he said that to me on the porch the other day. I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, yeah, well, Brett was supposed to take care of sleeping arrangements. And I haven't heard anything, so I'm just going to sleep out in the field. I was like, you are not sleeping out in the field, son. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So we got that taken care of. But anyway, uh, no, it's going to be a great time. I can't wait to see everybody. The whole community the as reason- a whole. It's going to be sick. The reason right, I'm not excited or jacked up because there's like a bunch of little fucking things that i've got to do still to prep oh of course but you know what they'll all be there when you get back no 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 like i need to prep like the demo prep oh for the demo stuff Mm. well i mean how hard is it to draw a knife a piece of wood let's be honest with ourselves right now 
No, I mean, so if you draw a knife, right. you draw a piece of wood. Come Listen, on. Listen, fuckface. <laughs> I I've got to cut out the fucking blanks, and I got to choose the heads. So there's just a lot of. Could you imagine? Things. You got to spend Go five, ten minutes just, cutting out the blank. Shoo Fuck off. Anyhow. So I'm doing at least three demos. I'm gonna. I so. Nice. I've got. I've got a really cool fucking project that I've been kind of talking in cahoots with Total Boat about. I'm doing like nice a river table axe thing. I've never, I've never <laughs> done. Such, tell, tell me you're doing this as a troll. You're doing this as a troll. You're not doing this to be serious. We're you, doing you a mean, river table. You're trolling all the people that made river tables, right? Well, I, I mean, you're not wrong yeah. on that, <laughs> but I think it's funny, and and it so, is going to be funny. Do a river river table axe, and then yeah. we throw it and burn it all in the same day. It's too much epoxy. You don't want to be around that. <laughs> Someone thinks you're like burning tires oh, or something. Shit. So listen, wanna, it's the black door. We can burn whatever we want. <laughs> so I want to do it for a couple of reasons. Number uh-huh. one, because I've never done something like this before. Number two, I want to show people like building molds isn't as daunting as one might think right so the project itself is one thing but then you have to build a fucking mold around your project and right. that can be a little fucking intimidating yeah so i just want to like break it down and how easy it can be if you think about things a little bit differently there so it's go. not it's not just about like oh i'm gonna pour some epoxy in this fucking yeah. mold and bickety bam it's done i, I want to like walk through kind of how to build something and I, and in fairness I've never done this, but I think it should work. So nice. that sounds awesome, dude. I'm excited to see it. Is yeah, uh, fun. Charles coming up with you? So you guys- Charles, Charles is coming up on nice. Thursday morning. We plan on leaving here around five. Uh, Evan, the hand engraver, will be here on Wednesday. He's flying. Wait, in I forgot all about that. He's yeah. coming. Oh my yeah. god, I'm so jacked up. See, that's what gets me excited. I can't wait to see everybody, man. I'm so yeah. pumped. So he's coming up Wednesday, staying the night, and then all three of us are driving up Thursday. And he said it's like 12 12 hours. Yeah. So you'll be there hours. Thursday night, hopefully. I hope to be there around like 6 o'clock. Yeah. So we can mill around and get settled in. Are and you guys taking your mini, your mini Cooper? I don't have a fucking Mini Cooper. What is it? Miata? I don't know. The little car. I don't have a fucking. It's not a. Prius? Is it a Prius? Seriously. What the fuck is wrong with you? What is it's it? A, it's a fucking Subaru. Forester. Oh, it's a Subaru. Like I was way off. <laughs> you fucking are way off. I don't drive a fucking Miata. No, oh, crazy. So Evan is six four. I don't know if he's gonna fit in that fucking car. <laughs> Put him on the roof rack. Time to the roof rack. Like luggage. Wrap him in a tarp and time to the roof rack. Seriously. That's <laughs> hilarious. So yeah, yeah, hopefully we get all the good weather, and it's always beautiful there, and it's chilly, so wear some warm clothes for the evenings. Dude, Can't this weather we got there. going on now is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, it's glorious. I'm not fucking looking forward glorious. to this. I had some uh, plans this weekend. We were going to hit the Renaissance Festival, but now it's supposed to pour down rain, and we were going to go do some LARPing. But, uh, <laughs> of course you were. But, you know, we got a big storm coming, so... <laughs> Hopefully it bypasses us, which has happened before. They say, like, we're going to get the tail end of the hurricane, and then something mm-hmm. will happen, and the winds will just push it out into the ocean, which I'm, I'm hoping happens. But Sure. Um, shout out to all our guys down in Florida, too, that got slammed. Holy shiza. That was a lot, yeah. of, uh, a lot of craziness yeah. going on down there. I'm glad everybody seems to be safe. I haven't heard so, any. So Evan thing. lives in Tampa. And yeah. On well, apparently Wednesday. it blew over Tampa, though, right? Yeah. Like it went but around it was. Them. Yeah, the model was like direct fucking hit. But yeah. It was like south of him, thank goodness. And right. I've talked, I've talked to him, and everything's all right there. Um, but yeah, just south, Fort Myers area. I mean, it looks like a yeah. fucking bomb went off. Yeah, I got a buddy it's that terrible. took his family to uh, Disney this week, mm. and he is like miserable. They shut the park down for two days, and oh he was in the thick of it for a little bit, but uh, it didn't get too crazy. But he's like, he drove and his family flew, and he's like. Mm-hmm. I hope nothing crazy happens because I got to get the hell out of here on Friday. I got to go back to work this weekend. (laughs) So, but I haven't heard from him yet today, but hopefully everything's all good. Um, Well, well, my wife went to freaking Key Largo. She's there still right now. 
And did, she, did it kind of went around there though? It, didn't it? It, yeah. yeah, I totally fucking missed it. It more they or had, less hit the Gulf side, right? Right. Like yeah. it hit the Gulf side of Florida and went up. And yep. uh, I don't know where where where's Wayne at. He's Either way, close to Alabama. I know, nothing, I know nothing it him. really didn't hit him because he would have had videos up of him standing <laughs> in the hurricane, forging, forging, forging Damascus, <laughs> slicing an alligator in half, and wearing its head around as he d- danced through the voodoo shop. But uh, anyway, I'm glad you're good, brother. You look, you look good. You feeling good? I'm glad your brain's straightened out. Well, your brain's never really going to be straightened out, but you look good. I'm glad you made it back safe, genuinely. And Stella is too, as you can tell. Stella is very excited. Is that she you coming to make her camp? <laughs> of course. Jeez. I don't know what Steve did to this dog, but uh-huh. she is. I don't know if it's because every time she jumps to him, he goes oi like that, <laughs> and and she feeds off of that and thinks he's playing. This dog has been wound tight since he got here, and I'm like, well, what are you doing to my dog? It's just she's the British like, accent. He does, she like can't understand it. Parkouring off the top of his head <laughs> and like jumping all around like a maniac. But anyhow, yeah, Stella will be there. So we can meet Stella. But um, yeah, we'll get back into our regular rotation of uh, podcasting, obviously after Maker Camp. Uh, but this episode will go out uh, probably tomorrow, Saturday, the week uh, end yeah, before whatever. Maker Camp, and then you guys can listen on the way to Maker Camp. Um, I've got a shout out. I want to do a shout out. I got a shout out. If you're listening to this podcast, as soon as it ends, which will be in a few minutes, DM Steve to get off of his phone. <laughs> I have never seen a grown man addicted to that screen on that phone as much really? as I have Steve. I, I think he's one, of, he's one of those guys that closes Instagram and opens Instagram. I, I do that. I do that. <laughs> oh <So> my God. <laughs> He loves just, that phone, though. He loves that phone. I'm like, damn, son, I run my business off my phone, and there's, I'm not even on my phone. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Oh, a couple other things while you're going to do a shout-out while you're trying to form your brain. I'm not trying to. I'm waiting on you. Fucking step oh, I'm sorry. October 22nd, uh, we're going to do the hammer in at Matt Harris Studios, Matthew Harris Studios. Um, if you're unfamiliar with this hammer and this will be the 15th year of this hammer and this hammer and is actually what started me down this entire path that I'm on now, which is complete madness, but it'll be myself all the way from the UK, Mr. Steve house and, uh, Matt Stagmer. We're going to be demonstrating a, uh, wrought iron stake anvil with a tool steel top. That sounds fun. Didn't you guys yeah, just do a demo? Really... They did a demo. Yeah. I was just kind of there. Yeah, but yeah, they did a demo at the uh, Blacksmith Guild of Western Maryland. And then right after Maker Camp, we have the ABS uh, Bill Moran shop is opening up, which will be a bunch of uh, really talented knife makers in town for that. Um, I'm excited to meet some guys that are coming from really far away. Niels Vanderberg specifically is coming from uh, South Africa. Um, I'm excited to meet him. But yeah. And then rolling right into the Matt Harris hammer end. Golly. Yeah, man. It's busy, busy, busy. No shit. So uh, I've got two shout outs. One, uh, Will Stelter. I know we mentioned him before. He not only called guy. me, but he invited me to stay at his house. Nice. He gave me a shop tour. His mother made a fantastic dinner. I cannot thank him enough for, for letting me stay with him and hanging he out is. with him. He, he's just a class act kid. And, uh, He's one of those guys that, I mean, everyone knows Will Stelter, but just a, a just a genuine nice kid that would do anything for you. Um, he is one of my favorite people on the planet, hands down. Super nice. The best. And I was also shocked to hear that he actually listens to a few of the shows uh, of the Axe and Iron podcast. I didn't think yeah. that he would put up with our bullshit. No, but. Um, so our huge. show is like porn. Everybody listens, but nobody wants to say they listen. <laughs> we can see the My analytics, God. people. Even if you're hate listening, I know there's a lot of hate listeners, and I love it. Thank you for listening. Oh my God, we love uh, each and every one of you. So the the other shout out is uh, to this dude. I don't know what his name is. Okay. He just goes back. 
chaotic customs i think okay he he gave me a whole bunch of blocks of like walnut epoxy freaking stuff this dude is like a crazy wizard whenever it comes to porn blanks yeah he's got a 3d printer he puts shit in there does all sorts of crazy colors and just out of nowhere he contacted me through fucking the contact of total boat and said hey i just want to do some shit with you and he he sent me four big fucking blocks and then he did a custom piece with a skull on it that says Vintage Axe Works and a big yeah. piece of fucking walnut. I mean, it's just amazing what, what people do or just send to you Dude, just out of the kindness of their heart. Our community is awesome. Our community of people that listen to this show that support us, they are the absolute best. They are making it happen for us and we love each and every one of you, especially the ones that hate listen. We love you more than anybody. I've hate never listen. heard of someone hate listening. We listen. can't listen to him. He says fuck too much. I can't listen. Shut up, bitch. You're listening. You listen to every show. <laughs> and we God. thank you for it. Thank you for all oh the uh, kind gifts you send to Roy and myself. And sorry if we don't. Uh, I, I know I'm terrible at shouting people out, whether it be through Instagram or on the podcast ton of people have sent me a ton of shit, but just know that uh, I want to shake your hand in person, hopefully at Maker Camp. I know a ton of listeners be at Maker Camp, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, relive the nonsense that we lived last year at 2 o'clock in the morning under the tent, and uh, a couple people got a live show there, and yeah, <laughs> they can see that our relationship <laughs> is not bullshit. It's oh, not God. a skit. We genuinely hate love each other. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else before we go? Um, uh, Can't wait to see everybody at Maker Camp. I hope you see everybody. Come say hi. I, go watch listen, Roy's demo. If I, you have I a wanna, problem, come see me. Yeah. Don't bother I Austin. Do, Leave him the fuck alone. Go ahead. I do want to thank uh, Jimmy Deresta for trusting me with his his stupid oh, black raven. His axe. I awesome. finally. It only took yeah, me it a fucking year too. I, I, we were driving in the truck. I don't remember where we were, but he's like, oh, Steve's like, oh, oh, he finished Jamey's ox. And I'm like, oh, he did? Are you riding with a leprechaun? What was that? I don't know. That was bad. That was a bad accent. Sorry, Steve. Anyway, um, I was like, oh, meth and death, baby. Right on you. Right on you. That's a wrap. On the axe. And iron. Podcast! <laughs> God. Oh, shit.